As Jimmy Roy tells it, there was a time in the 1950s and 60s when he owned the town, the town of Braddock, Pennsylvania, located just downriver from Pittsburgh. But not everyone in Braddock remembers those days. How you doing? You know me? Huh? You know me? No, I do not. Jay Roy. My name is Clifton Nelson. Okay, you're not from around here, right? Yes, I am. Clifton Lamont Nelson, Jr. And you don't know Jay Roy? Do you still own all this property here? No, sir. The automobile business and everything, you know? No, sir. Okay. You used to own the car lot over here, own this building here, own that house over here. Yes. You know, own the Dillinger building, the furniture stores down here, the two furniture stores. Okay. You know, I own the chicken shack. Uh -huh. You know the chicken shack on on uh, Fifth Street? Uh, I think I know of it. Yeah. I think I know of it. And I forget what else I own. Back then, Braddock was known as the Valley's greatest shopping center. On Saturdays, people would come from all over, and the sidewalks were jammed with shoppers. Then the steel mills started shutting down. People moved away. Suburban malls sprang up. And no one came to Braddock anymore. But when Jimmy Roy talks about Braddock's decline, he doesn't mention any of these macroeconomic forces. He saw something else at work, negativity. Well, when everyone started to think negative, see, and people were, you know, were filled with negation. And uh, the rumor going around that Braddock's, uh, one guy closed up, he retired, and they said, well, uh, things are getting bad, that's why he moved out, and people start believing in all that negation, all that uh, negative talk. Every time it rains, it rains, pennies from heaven. Don't you know each cloud contains by the mid-70s, Braddock was becoming a ghost town. It was about this time that filmmaker Tony Buba featured Jimmy Roy in one of his short documentaries on Braddock. That's Jimmy there singing. The occasion was the grand opening of J. Roy's flea market and new and used furniture store. His other businesses had died. It was Jimmy's last stand. What's so good about this building is we have a drive-in ramp where we can hold about 50 used cars up there. In the future plan, we're going to put a drive-in used car lot plus a drive-in used and new furniture store upstairs. The nice thing about it is people will be able to drive right in, get out of their car, look at some used cars, look at antiques, look at new furniture, and look at used furniture. And I really believe that uh, this time I've struck on something that people really need and that I think will have no problem here in making it go. And uh, I believe after that, that's going to be easy street. I really believe that Saturday is going to be a mark a big day in my life. The grand opening of the J. Roy flea market and new and used furniture. Pennies from heaven. Don't you know each cloud contains pennies from heaven. Today, the street sign at the corner of Verona and Braddock Avenue, where the store was located, is so rusted out it can't be read. J. Roy's flea market and new and used furniture didn't quite live up to Jimmy's expectations. I bet everything I had. I bet my last penny, what I could borrow and everything else. I bet it on this town. I bought everything. I stretched myself out for the last penny. I bet on it. I had no fear. But then when I saw, I had to face reality that there was no one, everyone started to be scared to come to the town. You can't sell people who don't come into town. So I figured I'd better get out while I can get out alive. So I did. 
So when you hear it thunder, don't run under a tree. There'll be pennies from heaven for you and me. I go along with Shakespeare. Nothing is good or bad except thinking makes it so. Or the so-called words of Jesus, he says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. They must have knew something. These days, if you're looking for Jimmy Roy, chances are you'll find him at the Plaza restaurant just over the hill from Braddock. The Plaza is sort of like Jimmy's office. It's located in a 1960s strip mall next to a shop and safe. It's the kind of family place with racks of pies in a glass case by the front door and where waitresses and their daughters work side by side. Jimmy Roy sits in a booth in the back of the smoking section. He's dressed in a white fedora, a white linen jacket with a maroon silk handkerchief, a colorful tie with a diamond stick pin, and black and white alligator skin shoes. He's wearing five diamond studded gold necklaces, two gold bracelets on each wrist, and he has diamond rings on every finger. Well, this is some of the things I pick up when I sell right off my hand. This is a little cluster men's uh, pinky ring. It's another cluster uh, index ring. They're not the most expensive, but they're diamonds. Yeah. And this is a, another cluster, and this is an emerald. Yeah, that's my store now. That's the store. I operate my store. There's no overhead there. <laughs> I don't have to pay rent. This kind of change of fortune, going from owning virtually half of Braddock to hustling jewelry from a restaurant booth, is the sort of thing that might crush other men. Not Jimmy Roy. He steeled himself against hardship, but the philosophy of salesmanship is more like a philosophy of life that he's been refining for decades. I think it's the mind. I, I personally think I'm so convinced after 42 years of some studying the mind that the mind is the mind is the most important thing we have. The mind is a directing force, and the thinking is responsible for where you're going whether you're going successful, whether you're going to be a failure. To Jimmy, it's all very simple. You tell yourself who you want to be, what you want to be. And if you do these positive visualizations long enough, great things will happen to you. It goes like this. In the morning, early in the morning when you rise, you feed yourself great thoughts such as concentration, peace, poise, non-resistance, achievement, Vitality, strength, life, youth. You feed yourself these thoughts before you leave the house and don't concern yourself about how these thoughts are going to manifest the beauty that you'll receive from planting the great thoughts in your mind. No more than you would be concerned about planting a tomato seed. Once you plant it, you're unconcerned. You know you planted nice dirt, nice ground, you know that you will receive your tomatoes. You don't worry about how that great power in that earth is going to manifest that seed into a tomato plant and tomatoes. You don't concern yourself. To control your thinking is to control your life, control your success. I want it on the phone. I want it on the phone. Excuse me. His regular customers reach him on the plaza's payphone to set up appointments. Yeah, that'd be fine. What time? Between 10 and 11, that'll be fine. Right. I'm glad you called. I'm glad you're all right. But we were worried sick about you. 
Jimmy got his start in sales at the age of 22 in the used car business. Just home from World War II, he was determined to stay out of the steel mills where he worked as a teenager and where most of his friends were headed. He quit his first sales job after just a week because his dealership was ripping off customers. He's tried to be more honest. He's been a salesman for 54 years. Hi, sweetheart. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? On the way out of the plaza, Jimmy stops to admire a baby. Besides being beautiful, how do you feel? You look great. You look great. You look good. You look like a good girl. It's an old salesman trick. <laughs> Win over the parents by flattering their kids. I'm going to give her a lucky, may I give her a lucky dollar? Put in our piggy bank. When we Put in your out. piggy bank? Well, your horsey yeah. bank. Does she chew bubble gum? Mm -hmm. uh, I get a I get bubble gum. Yeah. Yes, that makes me feel so damn good. It's unexplainable, you know? I make a baby smile. It makes me feel so great, honest to God. Jimmy drives a gray 1990 Lincoln town car, loaded up with boxes full of bubblegum and fruit, exactly for moments like this. He calls them his giveaways. His dashboard is plastered with scraps of paper printed with motivational aphorisms. You are very fortunate if you have learned that the most certain way to get is to first give. Yeah, choosing to develop an intelligent love of yourself and all of mankind will motivate you to accomplishments above and beyond your expectations. Maintain a positive mental attitude to achieve mental and physical health and to live a longer life. Every day in every way, I'm getting better and better. And see, that all we gotta do is accent the positive. Also taped to his dash are these black and white photographs. At first, they look to me like magazine ads from the 40s and 50s. One photo shows a strapping, bare-chested 20-year-old in a boxer's pose with a shock of jet black hair and a broad smile. He looks like a movie star. Turns out it's Jimmy in his younger days. Because it gives you the thought of youth, see. And uh, as a man thinketh, so is he. Uh, I think youth, so therefore I feel young. Eh? I, oh, I always feel young because I think youth. See, this, and it's uh, a visualization of my youth, and it, you know, and it, it works. There are times when I feel like I'm 15, 16 years old. I never feel old. I never feel old. And I like to learn a little every day. I don't like to, I feel very guilty if a day goes by and I don't learn a little something, no matter where it's from, you know. For years, Jimmy Roy has given motivational seminars where he preaches his philosophy of life. Recently, about 70 people packed the back room at the Plaza restaurant to hear him give the latest version, entitled The Secret of Being Rich and Happy. He also gave the seminar to salesmen at Parkway Ford, an auto dealership just up the road from the plaza. Today, he's back to hand out some cufflinks. That's a Merry Christmas. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. You're welcome. And to see how his motivational talk went over. It's very, very, it was a very, very uh, inspirational uh, speech, very, very motivating. And uh, the guy's been rocking ever since. Sales went up. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. yeah. It's a little hard to tell whether these salesmen are sincere or whether they're just humoring Jimmy. But they seem to truly like him. And why wouldn't they? The proof is in the numbers. Sales at Parkway Ford did, in fact, increase by 10% after Jimmy's seminar. You know, what's some of the things that he taught us? What is, I am peace, I am harmony, I am goodwill, I am, uh, I am law, I am order. I'm spiritual. I am spiritual, I'm vitality, I'm understanding, I'm successful. Uh, 
Man, and it's, it's, working, oh, it's working great. He comes back, man. We yeah. pumped up. You're all pumped oh, up when pumped you up. when you leave the house. You without you, a doubt. So you feed the mind. The mind. The mind is the uh, the dynamo that supplies the power. Exactly. Your thinking is the a directing force of that power. When you have all these things being directed, it's impossible to fail. You cannot fail. You cannot fail. That's right. Naturally, as he leaves Parkway Ford, there's business to do. One of the car salesmen wants to look at an engagement ring. That's a marquee in the center, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a wide band. With the wide band. We have that. Jimmy does deals like this because after 54 years as a salesman, it's who he is. He has to sell. When he tried to quit a few years back, he says he nearly lost his mind. Well, that seems to be a sure sell there, because he inquired about it before, and he seems to be very sincere. I can generally tell when it's a sell. I just look at him when I study. It's being that there's only one mind in the universe. His mind and my mind are identical. And if I concentrate hard enough, I can walk right into his mind and feel what he's thinking. It's a great advantage not to be abused, but to be used. So you're saying you can actually read his mind? Many times. If you concentrate hard enough, you can reach right in there and feel whether he's telling you the truth or he's lying. I believe that all of us have that, but very few use it. Jimmy says he'd like to take his seminar, The Secret of Being Rich and Happy, on the road. He's writing a book by the same name, though he has no publisher. Of course, Jimmy's philosophy hasn't actually made him rich. And as I hung around him, I kept trying to figure out a polite way to ask him about this. Jimmy, there's a question I've been wanting to ask you for a while um, that's been bothering me a little bit. Um, the name of your seminar and the name of your, the book you're working on is The Secret of Being Rich and Happy. But, you know, with all due respect, you're not rich. Well, I think I'm one of the richest men in the world. I'm so abundantly blessed that... Uh, uh, in more respects than money. I have money, I have some money, and I have health and happiness with me. I have things that money can't buy. Well, why so, don't you call it the secret of being happy? Well, this, well because uh, you're, you're rich when you are happy. It's, we could use that title, but uh, that seemed to come from within me, the secret of becoming rich and happy. Well, I'll tell you the truth. Another reason why I use the word rich, I'm going to be very honest. Uh, most people desire to be rich. So when I figured that would sell more books, to be very honest with you, uh, by them seeing how the secret of becoming rich and happy, I believe it'll sell more books. But somehow I, I can't believe that you wouldn't want to be more wealthy, that you wouldn't want to be rich. Oh, excuse me. I never said I didn't want personal wealth. I think you misunderstood me. I need, I like to have enough, like I have now, to live comfortable and uh, to eat good and to uh, have a nice place to stay. And, uh, and I like uh, money in my pocket. I like to give, and I have that. And uh, I don't think as a richer man in the world than I am, as far as the state of mind is concerned. I believe I have the best state of mind in the universe, in my honest to God's opinion. By and large, Jimmy does seem genuinely happy. Ask anyone in Braddock. Filmmaker Tony Buba, who's known him just about all his life, says he's never seen Jimmy down. But consider this. The philosophy that's made Jimmy happy may be one of the things that's kept him from being rich. Tony says the reason Jimmy isn't wealthy is because he's too honest. What I think is he doesn't have that thievery in him. Because I think if he had that thievery, if he had that 
edge of not really caring about other people, then he probably would, he could have been a millionaire. I could have probably been a multimillionaire if I wanted to go the wrong way because I had the opportunity to cheat, cheat, to cheat people in the automobile business and the different businesses I had. Uh, but uh, I never would be comfortable. I, I think I would have been a, a very poor, what they call a poor rich man. People might think, oh, Jimmy, Jimmy, but nobody is really, you, nobody will walk away from the man. You know, he, he has a lot of friends and everybody likes him. Because he, he, he's, he's never cheated anybody. <laughs> thought of you. <clears throat> the very thought of you and I forget to do the little ordinary things that everyone ought to do. Our final stop is Moray's Lounge, an upscale piano bar near downtown Pittsburgh. Jimmy comes here to have a few drinks, to listen to Shirley, who's been playing the lounge for almost 20 years, and every once in a while to sing a song. To me, that's everything. The mere idea of you, the longing here for you. You'll never know how slow the moment goes till I am near to you. It's tempting to see salesmen like Jimmy Roy as kind of tragic Willie Loman characters. But here at Moray's Lounge, people recognize Jimmy. They call him Diamond Jim. He chats with Shirley. He chats with the bartender. His philosophy seems to be working. He looks as happy as a man can be. I'm living in the kind of daydream. I'm happy as a king. As foolish though it may seem to me, that's everything. The mere idea of you, the longing here for you. You'll never know how slow the moment goes till I am near to you. I see your face in every flower. Your eyes and stars above. It's just the thought of you, the very thought of you, my love. Thank you, Shirley. Thank you, Shirley.